you can really do what you want to do. And whether that's working at an awesome company for someone else, or whether that's doing something on your own, whatever it is, if you really want something, and if you're taking baby steps, however small that may be towards that place rate that you want to get to, I think it's, it's totally possible to just really be in a career that you love and be in a place in life that you're happy with. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. On the podcast this week is Bethany McDaniel, the founder and CEO of Primally Pure. And Primally Pure is a natural skincare line that uses nature's most precious elements to create products that support radiant skin, a healthy body, and a happy self. And I was first introduced to Primally Pure last summer when I started to use non-toxic and organic beauty and skincare products and I totally fell in love with their lavender and eucalyptus body butter and their lip balm and their deodorant and honestly all of their products smell like you're at a spa aka heaven and I don't know I was just so excited to have this conversation with Bethany and we really chat about where Primally Pure began and it really started off by her formulating her own creations in her kitchen and she started off with deodorant and I can't wait for you guys to hear the story and we also talk about why it's so important to make the switch to natural and non-toxic products. We also chat about Bethany's entrepreneurial journey and really learning to celebrate that non-linear path. We talk about the impact Primally Pure has had on her life, cultivating and really maintaining self-love while running a business. We talked about joy in her life, of course, and we also get a peek inside Bethany's self-care routine. I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I really loved connecting with Bethany and having the opportunity to share Primely Pure with the Seek the Joy podcast fam. And so we are doing a giveaway. So to enter to win one of Primely Pure's natural charcoal deodorants and a lip balm, make sure to follow Seek the Joy podcast and Primely Pure on Instagram. Like the post on my feed announcing the giveaway and tag a friend and tell us why you'd like to try Primally Pure. The giveaway will end this Sunday, May 25th at 5 p.m. Pacific time, and the winner will be announced on Monday, May 28th. I am so excited about today's episode. I am so excited about the giveaway. So while you're listening to this episode or after you listen to the episode, make sure to head over to Instagram um, to enter to win. So before we dive into today's episode, you know I have to share the iTunes review of the week and this week it comes from Jess USA 0309 and it says always inspiring. I love Tuesdays and opening this podcast. I stumbled across it a few months ago and feel so great and inspired by all the wonderful guests you've had on. Thank you for putting this together and taking the time to invite such influential guests that show the world the greatness that is out there. Okay. Jess, USA0309, thank you so much for this kind review of the podcast. I really love reading and seeing just what you guys think of this podcast. And if you've been enjoying Seek the Joy podcast or if it's 
made some sort of impact on your life or influenced you in some way, I would be so grateful if you would take a couple of minutes to leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes. I know I've said this before, but ratings and reviews really help us get seen by new people. And I always love to read what you guys think of the podcast. And if you do leave us a rating and review, make sure to take a screenshot of that review and send it to Sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com. And I will send you my new guide for infusing more joy into your life, as well as a couple of limited edition Seek the Joy podcast stickers. And as always, to learn more about today's episode and our giveaway, you can head over to the show notes section of our website, seekthejoypodcast.com slash show dash notes, and everything is right there. All right, guys, that's it. I can't wait for you to hear my conversation with Bethany of Primally Pure. And don't forget to enter our giveaway on Instagram. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Bethany. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to chat with you a little bit today. My name's Bethany. I've started Primally Pure in 2015, in February of 2015. And um, just to give a little background, I haven't always used natural products. I didn't grow up in a household where natural was a big thing at all. Like many families, we just kind of turned to, you know, the doctor, dermatologist, drugstore, conventional products, whatever for any sort of ailment or skin condition. And when I was growing up, I started getting acne in eighth grade and then in high school, all throughout college. And I mean, now it's still just something my skin is really prone to. But back then I tried so many different things to solve it. Like every time I would see the latest commercial for Neutrogena or Clean and Clear or whatever on TV, I would go to the drugstore and like buy that latest product that promised clear skin and just never found any sort of lasting results with any of them. And also tried a bunch of dermatologist recommendations like antibiotics and lots of different creams and ointments, which I later kind of realized just added to the problem, especially with taking antibiotics and destroying a lot of the good bacteria in my gut. Um, and then that contributed further to the skin issues I was experiencing. And on top of that, I was also, I was using all these medications on my skin internally and externally. And then I was swimming in high school. I was on the swim team and played water polo. And so my skin was exposed to sunlight a lot and then chlorine and the reactions of the medicines and the chlorine and the sun just made for like the worst like sensitivities and just rawness and like pain. Like my face was, I look back on some swim photos and my face was just like beet red pimples, like peeling, just not a good situation. And I was just kind of going through the battles and trying different things. And then in college, I was working at Trader Joe's and one of my coworkers recommended using jojoba oil, like just pure jojoba oil. So I started using that as a moisturizer and noticed that my skin was really starting to clear up just from switching out that one product, conventional moisturizer for pure jojoba oil. So that kind of got my wheels turning that maybe there's something to this natural approach, but it was a very slow transition 
ever since then. I mean, I, I just kept on with that one product for a while and then like slowly switched over the next thing and then the next thing. And somewhere in the middle of all of that, I got married and right after getting married, my husband and his brother, brother-in-law and father started a farm in Southern California. And that's where like we're both from. And that's where his parents lived. So we started this farm on their property, just kind of as a hobby, just raising chickens outside on grass, Hmm. how people did hundreds of years ago. Yeah, We had moved to Arizona after we got married. We both had jobs. My husband was a teacher and I was working at Special Olympics. We were doing that for a little while. Meanwhile, the farm was really growing and taking off in California. So we were just traveling back and forth a lot. And then eventually decided to just take the leap and move back to California for this farm to really hopefully see it take off. And we moved in with his parents and all of his siblings. And we were living in this tiny, tiny house. Just Mm -hmm. all of us had like quit our jobs and we're trying to get this farm off the ground. We didn't have any money. And kind of in the meantime, throughout this whole thing, I had been experimenting with natural skincare products just kind of as a hobby and I was sharing them with friends and family and was just getting a lot of positive feedback and eventually decided to sell some of my products on the farm's website um primal pastures is the name of it and got a really good response from the farm customers and then after a few months of that I moved everything over to my own website just for primally pure and since then it's just been a really natural steady growth. And today we um, have a team of 13 people and have our own workshop, warehouse space. And we're actually just now getting ready to move into a larger space um, in Temecula where we're Mm. based. So yeah, that's kind of the story in a nutshell. Oh, that is so cool. I just, I love the evolution that you've been on and the inspiration really behind Primally Pure. And it's so interesting how maybe moments in our lives where we've struggled with our health or our skin or, or whatever it is that those really become our passions and become what propel us into pursuing those passions. And so I really relate to your story too, because for me, once I got started using more natural products, it's, it's been this real education as to what works for me and, and what doesn't. And so when you started making your own formulations and your own products, was there a lot of trial and error? And what did that process really look like for you? Yeah, for sure. And deodorant was what I started out with. Um, like, I mean, I had been using just raw ingredients for other purposes, like jojoba oil, but I really wanted to formulate a deodorant stick that like a natural deodorant stick that worked. So that was the very first thing I set out to do. And Prior to that, I had just been using coconut oil and baking soda, just kind of dabbing that onto my pits. And that was working well for me, but I wanted my husband to do the same. And he didn't want to to go that route with like just touching his armpits with (laughs) the stuff. (laughs) So I had to create this stick deodorant for him to use. And it was just kind of like a fun experiment for me too. But that was just a really long... It was a long time in the works before I even felt comfortable letting anyone else try it. And then before I felt comfortable selling it, it was like probably almost two years that I was working on it before I put it for sale on the Primal Pastors website. And then beyond that, I just, I've continued to tweak it. I mean, even since 
launching it and letting a larger group of people try it and just gathering more feedback from that. I've always kind of continued to tweak the deodorant as well as our other products. I think finally this past fall when we, um, we used to have two different deodorants, one sensitive and one regular and the sensitives had less baking soda Mm -hmm. because some people are sensitive to it. So at that point we were switching to one formula that was kind of the best of both formulas. And I haven't made any tweaks to it since then because I'm pretty happy with it right now. But um, anyways, getting back to your story. Yeah, it's definitely, (laughs) it's definitely a lot of, a lot of feedback, gathering feedback, implementing tweaks. Yeah. It's like a constant, constant evolution. Yeah. And it's an amazing evolution too, just looking at where you started. And I remember reading this, that you started really creating your formulas for your products in your kitchen when you were all working and living together on the farm and just how cool to have that experience as a family anyways. But When you were getting ready to start selling your products and really put them out there, did it feel like just the next natural step or Mm -hmm. did you always want to be an entrepreneur or has that been an unlikely path for you? I would say a little bit of both. And it's interesting because when I was younger, I was such an entrepreneur and I was the kid that always wanted to do lemonade stands and I would, I did like a rock stand at one point where I painted faces on rocks and like tried to sell them. And, and even later on when I was, I think a little bit older, but still young, like fourth or fifth grade, I, I would actually create these events and call them kid shops and put flyers on all my neighbor's doors and sell like keychains. And I would even make lip balm out of Crisco and food dye, which is disgusting. (laughs) And I would sell that to people and have my little brother, like I would draw a dance floor on our sidewalk with chalk and put out a, like a boom box and have him dance for tips. And I would collect all the tips for myself, but he was having fun doing it. That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you've always had that entrepreneurial spirit and that drive to create and, and put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I somehow along the way, just kind of, I don't, I think I lost like that, that just some of that spirit and enthusiasm for it mm-hmm. and just kind of somehow conditioned myself and my beliefs to, to say like that I just needed to go to college, like get a job, be employed yeah. and just kind of didn't really ever think like I want to own a business or anything like that. So out of college, I, I was writing for a magazine. That was my first job. And then, like I said, I was working for special Olympics and kind of thought both of those things would be, would end up being like my, my dream career. And neither really worked out. I actually had kind of terrible, um, bosses at both of those jobs, which I'm really grateful for now because it allowed me to, turn away from, from like the more conventional career path. And, um, I started doing some freelance writing after that. And I, I'd kind of decided I wanted to have a little bit more freedom and work for myself. So I thought that was kind of the path I wanted to go down. And I was working kind of working under, um, actually one of my friend's husbands who had a marketing business. So I was working under him, but still kind of making my own schedule and all of that. And it was working out pretty well. And, but I just couldn't really figure out a way to 
to fully like grow that business and scale it. And, and then at the same time, I was starting to become so passionate about the skincare and just natural stuff. And it just kind of ended up transitioning into that. And even when I started Primally Pure, I, I, was not expecting for it to turn into what it is today in any way, hmm. shape, or form. And I just thought it would be this thing that I did on my own as a hobby. And if I made a little bit of extra money off of it, that's great. But definitely wasn't expecting to ever have employees or have like a an actual physical hmm. space to run my business out of. And that's all just kind of been part of the journey yeah. <laughs> that I never thought would happen. Yeah, I think we can fall into this mold that society presents to us. It's like go to college, get a nine to five, get married, mm-hmm. have children, whatever that might look like. And we fall into that mold and then we forget about the things that we're passionate about or that we love to do. And so I love just hearing how you've really allowed yourself to follow what excites you and yeah. what you love. And would you say that natural skincare and, and sharing your products with the world is your big passion right now? It's a part of it. And it started out as, I mean, when I first started the company and started getting into all of this stuff, I was so passionate and I'm still so passionate, but I was passionate to the point where like, I just wanted to everyone to make the switch. And I would you know, with family members, I would like to the Hmm. point of just like harassing family members about like, why are you, why are you still using this product? Why haven't you switched your makeup to natural yet? Like just over the top. And I've kind of learned to take a little bit of a step back and I'm still passionate about educating, but I also understand that everyone's on their own journey. And we ultimately with Primally Pure just want to put information out there for people that are interested in it. And we want to create a community around our brand that facilitates the the learning of information other than just like natural skincare, but just kind of natural living in general. And with our blog, we really try to educate whoever wants that information just on all sorts of different things, ranging from skincare, of course, to just lifestyle tips nutrition, all kinds of stuff. And we're really blessed to be surrounded by an awesome community that, um, and just to have so many influencers that we work with and affiliates and, and friends that know so much about these different areas. So Mm -hmm. we like to pull in expertise from them and just kind of be like a resource for, for all sorts of things related to natural living and not just skincare for the people who want that information and for the people that don't, that's fine too. I'm not, I don't have the same like crazy enthusiasm that I once did for just wanting everyone in the world to switch to Brimley Pure. And obviously I think, I mean, that would be great and I would still want that, but I understand that it's just uh, not everybody is going to go down that path and that's fine. Yeah. And everyone really has their own pace with these things too. And I think the best thing to do is to put the information out there and then leave it up to the person to decide if, if it's a good fit for them or not. And you just touched a little bit on community and there is so much power in community and it sounds like it has played such a strong role for you in your life and in the life of Primally Pure. What would you say community really means to you? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it has been huge for for me and just for my brand. It's really how we built 
primarily pure in the beginning. I wasn't, like I mentioned, I didn't have lots of money to start a company with. So I just started it by reaching out to people. And a lot of them had been people I'd been in contact with through farm stuff since I was doing some work for the farm and I was working on their blog and had gone to some local events, local kind of health related events. So I had a small circle of influencers who I was kind of friends with and in contact with that I initially reached out to when I launched Primally Pure. And then, I mean, for the first really two and a half years or so, we probably, I don't think we did really any paid advertising of any kind aside from um, affiliate commissions. We were just working with influencers kind of on just by reaching out and seeing if anyone who wanted to try our products and post about them and mm-hmm. were able to really grow through that, which has been awesome. And just the relationship we relationships that we've built with, with so many of these people extend beyond, you know, them like telling their followers about us, but just in really like creating genuine connections and figuring out other ways that like we can help these people and they can help us. And you know, to grow each other's brands and businesses. Um, I just think that there's so much, there's so much power in just creating real relationships with people and support that comes along with that too. And idea sharing and all that kind of stuff that, that comes as a result of, of just really connecting and, and not going about it in like a fake superficial way just to, earn a few extra bucks. Like so many people will reach out to us and we can just tell right away they've blasted the same email out to hundreds, maybe thousands (laughs) of other people. Yeah. And so I think that that's just kind of something that comes along with the whole world of social media and influencer marketing and just how things are today. But I think the people that go about it in a really genuine way and really just want to connect, um, on a deeper level, I think those are kind of the individuals and brands that are going to get the most out of that kind of thing. Yeah. The ability to make those real and authentic connections, both in business and in our personal life, and then to be able to support one another along the way, it's really rewarding when that happens (laughs) and it reaffirms who you are and and what you're doing and and why you want to do it. Totally. A hundred percent. What would you say has been the most rewarding part about building Primally Pure and having the ability to make these connections with so many different people all around the world and just watching your passions and and your products grow? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I remember the first time we, I think I had a few employees at this point and we shipped a package to Dubai and we were like, whoa, that's crazy. (laughs) someone in Dubai like knows about us and is ordering our products. And I think that was the first time that was, we were just like, Oh my gosh, this is insane. And then, and now we, we of course are shipping to many more places as well. So that's been really neat. Just the, all of the customers that we've built. And I always still like love just seeing positive reviews come through on our website and positive emails. Um, I have like a little file in my inbox that, that I open sometimes just filled with the positive feedback we've gotten over the years. So that's always super encouraging, um, because it's not always this easy, fun, carefree life being an entrepreneur. I think a lot of us entrepreneurs start out wanting more freedom and then we figure out pretty quickly that 
yeah, you can work things around to, you know, to be scheduled for your advantage at certain times, but at the end of the day, you're, you don't always have the freedom that, that you think you're going to have as an entrepreneur when you start out. At least I haven't found that. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Sometimes there's this misconception about what being an entrepreneur means and really looks like. And sometimes people really don't even talk about how hard it is to balance everything and work through moments of doubt or when things hit a low point. And I don't know, I think just often people don't really talk about those difficult moments and, and what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. And because it's, it's just like a nonstop kind of weight on you and you're always, if you're not actually working, you're always kind of thinking and strategizing and problem solving in your head. And I mean, just like with having a daughter as well, there's been countless times where, especially when she was younger and I was waking up often during the night to breastfeed, I would just like lie awake in bed and couldn't go back to sleep because my head was just spinning with ideas and, you know, what's next and how do I solve this problem and so many things like that. So it's been a challenge, but it does come with so many blessings and so many rewards and um, just the team that we've built at Primally Pure. I'm so proud of them and I'm so proud of what we've been able to accomplish just kind of in our community. We've started doing service projects this year regularly, which has been awesome and just really cool to see us having an impact together in different organizations and and just the community that we've built in each other's lives and the friendships that I see taking place mm -hmm. and growing with the women on my team has been really, really cool to see. Um, so that's been amazing. Um, and then, of course, I do really love being able to, if I can structure things the right way, take just take a week off to go spend um, time with my family. And that's really kind of the the only time, like uninterrupted time together that we have. My husband, he owns two businesses as well. So when we're home, it's just kind of go, go, go. And, and just being able to structure our schedules in a way that when we need to get away, we can. Um, just knowing that we have that option is really, really um, a blessing. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Um, so that's another, another thing that I'm really grateful for in this whole journey. Um, and then it's just really cool to like at the point we're at, as we're getting ready to move into a new building, that's 10,000, 11,000 square feet, just mm. kind of walking through that and thinking of, you know, what, how things are going to be arranged and what's going to be where, how it's going to be laid out and just kind of doing all that. I have to just take a step back and be so thankful. And I'm just, blown away by like where we've come and where we were, you know, three and a half years ago. Um, it's just, it's really cool to now really see the fruits of everything that's gone into it. Oh, that's amazing. And I love what you just shared about that perspective of looking at where you've been and where you are and, and where you're going. And oftentimes, obviously within that journey, that means going through really difficult challenges. And so how have you been able to deal with those moments of difficulty or challenges when they come up? And what are some things that, that you really rely on? Yeah, this is like a constant battle and I'm 
always just trying to learn so much and grow in this area. I've, I've tried to surround myself, especially lately, just with people that can, that know more than me and that can, can offer insights into just how to be a better leader and delegate and structure things within my company better. I mean, my ultimate goal is just for my day-to-day life to be a bit smoother and to, to not have to stay up really late or wake up early to knock out that, you know, an extra two, three hours of work and Mm -hmm. just to kind of have a little bit more breathing room on the day-to-day stuff. But I mean, I've always kind of just worked up until now in chunks of like working really, really hard for two and a half months. And then I'll go on like a week, a week and a half vacation. And Mm -hmm. our life's just kind of been like, okay, when's the next vacation? And what do we have to get done before we go on this next trip? And we can like really just check out and recover for a few days before we get back to the grind. So, I mean, that's kind of been my survival strategy up until now. And then of course, just kind of sprinkling in little bits of self-care whenever I can throughout my days, which doesn't always happen, but you know, I'm a, I'm a big bath taker. I try to take baths a few times a week and I try to eat really well. I, I, I do eat really well because I feel like that's the one thing I can control right now to kind of keep myself healthy and from not getting sick because I'm not doing the best that I can in other, well, I'm doing the best that I can right now, (laughs) but I'm falling short in other areas, like not getting enough sleep and, and just kind of always having a little bit more stress than I'd like to have. So I try to, to do what I can in the areas that I can control right now and then just kind of accept that certain things aren't ideal, but that they're not going to be that way forever. Yeah. Honestly, trying to figure out ways to infuse more balance and self-care is, is really hard. And for me, it's been difficult just to learn how to do it in order to prevent that burnout. You know, sometimes I feel like maybe that burnout is almost inevitable with everything that we all have going on and our responsibilities. And if you're juggling career and family, I don't know. I think it's really hard in this day and age to really achieve, you know, that balance. Yeah, it is. And, and I still think it's good to strive for balance on, on the day to day, on day to day life. But I finally just kind of accepted that the way my personality is, I, and the, the passion that I have for what I'm doing. I'm just, I can't not really focus on it and really try to maximize it and make it the best that it can be when I'm like really, you know, um, buried in a project or whatever. I, it's just going to happen. I'm going to stay up late. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and like have 50 things that I want to work on and not be able to go back to sleep. That's just going to be the way it is. So Um, I've just kind of come to terms with it at this point in my life and decided to not to kind of stress myself out even more about being stressed out about work. (laughs) Yeah. Having that level of acceptance of, of what is, it's, it's really the only way to make it through because otherwise you start beating yourself up. And for me, that's when the negative self-talk really comes into play when I'm not accepting what's going on and I'm you know, just Mm -hmm. being able to cultivate that kindness and compassion for yourself is all part of, you know, that self-love journey that we're on. And so how have you been able to come, you know, to that place of acceptance for yourself? Do you just tell yourself I'm accepting it or are there things that you concretely do for yourself in those moments? Yeah. Cause I, 
like you, I spent a while just like, Oh gosh, I'm like, I'm doing such a terrible job of leading a balanced life. And if I, you know, missed a, I for a long time, I was like, okay, I need to exercise and that'll give me more balance. And if I missed an next, like a run that morning, I would think, Oh gosh, now I'm, I'm a <laughs> failure at that. And I, I think I just had to decide that, you know, my priorities are family and work right now. And those are the two things I'm going to focus on. And if I can squeeze anything else in, if I can squeeze in a workout or if I can, you know, as often as I can get eight hours of sleep a night, I'm going to do it. But if I can't, I'm not going to beat myself up over it because for these next few years, and I mean, however long I, my priorities are going to be primarily pure in my family and family first, obviously. Yeah. So I just had to kind of really make that decision and stick with it and feel okay about not doing as much with friends, saying no, and just kind of letting people know where I'm at. And if they understand awesome. And if they don't, then there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. Setting priorities for yourself. And then within that too, you know, setting realistic expectations, because I mean, I've been there too, where I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to exercise every day this week. And then I only do it once. And then I'm disappointed in myself. But I think the key there is really setting those realistic expectations and then taking care of you that way and and not beating yourself up. And I really love what you just said about saying no to people and if people get it great and if not you know there's nothing you can really do about it because you know really part of that too is knowing for yourself that you can't take care of or control how someone else is going to react to the choices that you're making for yourself you really just have to worry about yourself and your family and even your business you know in those moments exactly and I think the people that really support you and understand kind of like what you're working towards they, they do get it and they'll still be around and support you. And I mean, I still have lots of friends and I don't see them as often as I would like, but again, I just, I know it's not going to be that way forever. Yeah. It's temporary. Right. And also realizing the fact that it's temporary, I think makes it easier and puts it into perspective for us too. Totally. So I would love to talk to you about joy in your life. Are there things that you do that bring you joy or are you able to infuse little moments of joy and happiness and peace, um, into your day-to-day life or into your week? I mean, what, what does that really look like? Yeah. Well, I love the name of your podcast. Oh, My middle you. name is actually Joy. Oh, no way. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely try to do this and it's really like such simple things that can go such a long way for me. Like every morning I, I have to have my little matcha latte drink that I make for myself and it has matcha mm. and collagen peptides, coconut oil, um, a little bit of honey or dates and then just water. So that sounds really <laughs> it's good. So good. Yeah. Wow. And if I don't have time to do that, I'll, I'll, I'll feel kind of off at least for the morning until I, the afternoon hits and I've just kind of, I don't know, forgotten about it. And I've already had other meals and drinks at that point, but that's just one little thing that is kind of my fun morning ritual that just puts a little pep in my step as I start the day. And just lots of little things like that, I guess, like little rituals that I have that, that I just kind of just give me a little bit of like comfort and familiarity. 
throughout the day. I like to go on walks with my daughter whenever we can. We have a nice little lake by our house. And usually once a day at some point, we'll we'll hang out and go on a walk around the lake. And there's a playground, too, that we'll stop at most of the time. So just kind of taking little moments to just stop, like, rushing around so much and just kind of savor what's going on in that moment and try to put away my phone as much as I can and, and not be looking at that constantly, which is tough. Um, (laughs) and yeah, yeah, I know know it's a challenge, (laughs) but, but yeah, I mean, I think just little things like that really go a long way. Date nights. We try to do date nights, my husband and I once a week. So those are all just little things that, that help to infuse joy into my day and week. I love how joy is really tied to routine or, or rituals that you rely on that really bring that level of comfort and familiarity, you know, into your day. And I don't know, establishing those things for ourselves that we can go back to when things get crazy or tough or Mm -hmm. out of control, when we feel overloaded or overwhelmed. I've really found that having those moments of comfort that come from routine have been mm-hmm. so wonderful to have and and to rely on. Yes, absolutely. So if you could tell your 21-year-old self anything, what would it be? I think when I was 21, I, I, I knew I had passions and, and dreams, but I, like I was saying, just somewhere along the way, just kind of stopped believing that I could really make that stuff happen and like do something that, or make something happen for myself. I thought that I could be happy doing something that I enjoyed in a career at another company, but I never in a million years would have thought that I could do it myself. So I think I would want to tell myself and tell so many other people now that like you can really do what you want to do. And, and whether that's working at an awesome company for someone else or whether that's doing something on your own, whatever it is, it's, if you really want something and if you're taking baby steps, however small that may be towards that place rate that you want to get to, I think it's, it's totally possible to just really be in a career that you love and be in a place in life that you're happy with. Oh, I love this because I think so many of us, you know, don't have that belief in ourselves at that age. And mm-hmm. I certainly didn't. So to have that perspective now, it's, it's so wonderful just to hear how far you've come and, and understanding and knowing, you know, for yourself, just what you're capable of and, and what you can do. And I really hope in you sharing this, that it helps others know that they can do it too. And you're really not limited and whatever you set your heart out to do, you know, you can really do it. I agree. I mean, it's, it sounds like cheesy, but I think it's, it's absolutely the truth. Yeah. The cheesy sayings are my favorite, honestly, Uh because (laughs) there's so much truth and so much wisdom within them. And, Uh and I meant to ask you this earlier, you know, so many of us want to make that transition into clean beauty and, and natural skincare and, and not put, you know, ingredients on our bodies that are harmful. And so if there's someone out there that wants to make that transition and make that switch, what would be your number one tip or, or piece of advice? Yeah, I would say just to not get overwhelmed because when you first kind of get on this rabbit hole of learning about the toxins that are in like everything you've been using your entire life, it can be totally overwhelming to the point where you're just like, okay, well, what even can I use? Everything 
that I thought was fine is like, I'm now learning can be harmful. So where do I even start? So I think it's just really good for people to start like one step at a time. And like we always say, deodorant is just such a good place to start. It's such an important thing to switch out if you're using conventional, you know, drugstore deodorant or antiperspirant because our armpits are so absorbent and just so much of what we apply ends up in our bloodstream and in fatty tissue that you don't want chemicals to build up in. But it's just such an important part of the body to take care of and to pamper with really healthful, safe ingredients. So I think that's a really good place for people to start by swapping out their conventional deodorant for a natural one. And we have lots of information on our blog just dedicated to helping people make that switch because it is different. Mm-hmm. And there's things that, you know, we want people to be aware of when they make the switch, like you're going to be sweaty if you're not used to sweating or using it. If you're, you've been using antiperspirant, you'll probably be a lot sweatier for the first few weeks. And then that'll kind of subside as your body gets used to it. But just little things like that, we want people to be aware of and support people along their journey so that they kind of know what to expect and can hopefully make the transition a little bit easier. But yeah, yeah, I would just say to start, you know, one step at a time and to not be overwhelmed. Yeah. And I love how on your website, you really do have so much good information, especially when you're making that switch to a natural deodorant, because I remember when I was making the switch last year and I was like, what is happening? Like, I'm so sweaty and I had no (laughs) idea what to expect, but I mean, I realize now that I was really going through, you know, that detoxifying experience and process. And so I love that you provide that information and Mm -hmm. what you said just too about not getting overwhelmed with this stuff is, is really key. Exactly. So what would you say is your biggest dream? Oh man, my biggest dream. Um, professionally, I, what I, really want to do with Primally Pure is just kind of get it to the point where it's really a well-known household name. Um, That would be amazing. And just want to kind of bring it full circle. I've always kind of wanted it to grow into a multi-faceted brand. And kind of the dream that I share with my team is to open up a concept spa where we would offer natural massages and facials and all of that fun stuff in our hometown in Temecula. Um, and we've kind of taken baby steps towards that in our current workshop. We have our esthetician has a spa office, So it's like mm. her office cause she's also our marketing director. So it's her office that and then so cool. our spa. Yeah. And she gives our team facials and it's great. And so we just kind of want to take that a step further and start doing more of that in our new space and then maybe even opening up a a separate spa space one day. Um, that would be super cool, but yeah, I just really want to grow the brand in those ways and just get more, even a wider, wider recognition for it and just, um, kind of offer people all sorts of different options to support their natural lifestyle. Okay. I love this. So when you open this up, I'm going to drive up there and check it out. I am. I'm so excited. You're welcome. I'm going to be there. Count me in. (laughs) I have loved having this conversation with you, Bethany, and learning more about you and and Primally Pure. So where can everyone find Primally Pure and and learn more? Yeah, thank you for asking. You can find us at our website, primallypure.com. And then on Instagram, we are 
at Primally Pure. Okay, perfect. And I'll include all of your information in the show notes for today's episode. So it'll be so easy for everyone to check it out and get themselves some Primally Pure products. And thank you so much again, Bethany. This, This was a really great conversation. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you so much for having me. This was really, really fun getting to talk to you. 